Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Caitlin from Sweet Kate Bakes. Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to do more. I need to do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I send me everything. You know, baking is, it's such a craft. All of your senses are involved and it's such an expression and it's cozy and it's so rewarding. Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. So this week in the bakery, we had kind of a funny story. Partway through the week, we got a message from an Amazon publishing company, and they had an author that lives in our area who is going to be having a book released this week. Yeah, so this author, she is one of our very loyal customers, and I guess the publishing company just kind of found out that she's a fan of the dessert studio yeah, I think she's she posted, posts yeah. about it. Yeah. Anyways, this company reached out to us wanting us to do something to congratulate her for this book release. So Yeah, so they ordered one of our largest cupcake bouquets and asked us to deliver it and pay the delivery fee and everything. And then a couple and make, of... make sure it's a surprise. Make sure yes. that we don't mention anything. <laughs> they wanted us to surprise her. And so then a couple of, well, yesterday, actually, we got... A message from her. The author. <laughs> the author. And she's having this book released and she wanted to have a cake to celebrate it and to post about. And so she ordered a cake from us for her launch day. And, and we <laughs> felt awkward because, I mean, we can't ruin the surprise from the publishing company. And so we kind of just had to go with it. And and yeah, she'll she just said, have lots of cake. She said, I love cake, and this is a good excuse to buy some. And I couldn't tell her, well, your publishing company has already ordered you two dozen <laughs> cupcakes. So, yeah. So, anyway, I did tell her, though, okay, just do the cake, but we will just – I'm going to be in your area, so you don't need to pay a delivery fee. So – when she paid, she still paid the delivery fees. So we will be refunding <laughs> one of the delivery fees. And we will be, when we deliver her cake to her, she will also be getting a two dozen cupcake bouquet. Pretty funny. But hey, on a big event like this, might as well have two times the cake than yeah. you were planning on. <laughs> Too bad we're quarantined. She could invite more people over. But I this know. way it will last for a few days, I guess. Anyway. But that was funny. And also, this week in the bakery, we were thinking and testing and doing all things with cake pans. We definitely wanted to review that as kind of our first thing to talk about and to get your input on. And so it was it was fun. And, I mean, cake pans are such a vital part of what we're doing. And yeah. so they need to be good. And luckily, we actually had, um, as we talked to you and asked for your input, there were two cake pan brands that were resoundingly the most popular, and that was Fat Daddy-O and Wilton. And lucky for us, we actually already had some of both of those brands, and so we were able to use them and compare them a little bit. And then we also referred back to Orson Gigi, a cake supply place in our area, who did a study on them too. So yeah, we had a little bit of experimenting with cake pans this week. Yeah, it was fun. And Honestly, Wilton and Fat Daddy-O, I don't think you can really go wrong with either of those. So as long as you don't have like the dark cake pans that are going to bake your cakes 
yeah. awfully. <laughs> yeah. Avoid dark cake pans when, I mean, I, what's the point of them anyway? I don't even understand yeah. when they would be a good idea. But for sure, when you're making these nice cakes and in, in, especially in like vanilla flavors and stuff, you want the outside to not be too dark. Mm-hmm. And so we found that the Fat Daddy-O and the Wilton gave us the, they both gave us a good, a good um, finish on the cake. Yeah, for sure. So if you're wondering about that, definitely go try out those two brands and let us know if you have any others that that are your go-to or any other experiences with Wilton or Fat Daddy-O. We'd love to know. But as far as this week on our episode, we are talking to the incredibly talented Caitlin and we, we are just so excited to talk to her and she has so much energy and passion and so we can't wait to get her on. So let's do it. Yeah. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the Let's Talk Cake podcast. How are you today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, we are so excited to chat with you and just learn more about you. Well, thank you. I think what you're doing here is so fantastic. I'm just excited to be a part of it. Thanks. We're pretty excited about it, too. It's amazing how many interesting people there are out there that are doing cakes. Yes, it's wonderful. So to get started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what got you involved in the cake industry? Absolutely. So I grew up with two entrepreneurial parents. My dad is a traveling magician and my mom is a dance teacher. And so I always grew up with helping them with their jobs and with that entrepreneurial spirit around. And then I really loved watching shows like Cake Boss and Cupcake Wars. And they were really encouraging to get me in the kitchen and just start experimenting with baking. Awesome. What about those shows was inspiring to you? Absolutely. Just the fact that you could create such art pieces with something that you can actually enjoy to bring that joy to others through something you make is so intriguing and exciting to me. Definitely. And that's why what we do is so much fun, just because, like you said, we do get to create little pieces of art through cake or cupcakes or any type of baked good. So it's just so exciting. (laughs) Yes. So I understand you were young when you got started. Is that true? Yes. So I got my very first order when I was 14 years old. Wow. Which is crazy to think about now. And so how old are you now? I'm 20 years old and it's been six amazing, sweet and sugar filled years of (laughs) baking. So you're still pretty young. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I have to ask then. What advice do you have um, to young entrepreneurs? Absolutely. For me, at least throughout these six years, it's been so important to find my why. Why do I choose to bake? Why do I go through all-nighters and crazy long hours on my feet to create these little pieces of art for people? And for me, my why is the fact that you are able to give joy to others through something you make, just like I said earlier. And then you're able to, for a moment, connect and be a part of someone's memories forever. Creating a birthday cake, that's something that I remember, will always remember my birthday cakes each year. And those special moments we celebrate with cake. 
even a Tuesday afternoon can be extraordinarily special with a slice of cake. Definitely. I love it. Nice. So what do you feel you did right when you were starting? Absolutely. So when I was starting, I was very young and naive. And so I just said yes to everything. I was asked to make Minnie Mouse cupcakes, had never made them before. And I just figured out along the way and was asked to make a layered cake, had never made that before and figured it out. And through the process of having to make it work because someone was showing up tomorrow morning for this cake really helped me to develop a tenacity and my skills, really. So are you completely self-taught? Yes, completely self-taught, but also YouTube taught. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So your your advice to young entrepreneurs would be to say yes and then figure it out. Absolutely. Sometimes when you dive in the deep end, you find out really quick if you will sink or swim or if you even want to do this because it does take a lot to be a baker. And that's why I admire so many of these bakers that are listening or you yourself because you you swam when you had when you were in the deep end. That is for sure. That's, that's so just true. The perfect analogy because you are so right. So often we just have to figure things out. And that's just kind of part of our industry. And yeah, that's when you really do just need to decide if A, I like this and B, if I I guess if I'm good enough to do it. And if you put in the time and if you practice, you will end up being good enough. And so I love I love that example. What would you do differently if you were starting out now? <laughs> I would definitely work on the numbers. When I was first starting, I definitely just went pricing wise with what sounded good because I was just starting out. But it's important to understand your worth, to know that your time and energy deserves to get paid just like any other job. I think as cottage bakers or home bakers, you can get stuck in this, well, I'm not this crazy, amazing baker, but you are. What you're doing is bringing happiness to others, and you deserve, just like any other job, to be paid for that. All right. So was that was that a, a learning curve? How did, how did you decide to price your work? Absolutely. I just thought, hmm, a dozen cupcakes, that's 12. Add a little bit more, so $15 per dozen. And that barely covered cost. But it was a great learning experience to actually sit down and realize that there's this amazing cake and kitchen side of things, but just as fun can be the business side of things. Yes, for sure. Okay, so I have to ask. So you first discovered that you needed to adjust your pricing. Have you continued to adjust your pricing as you have grown and become more successful? Definitely. I think a part of the pricing equation is your experience and mm -hmm. your the time you put in to learn these things. I definitely have times where a customer comes with an idea and I still have to figure that out, but I've put in so many hours to figure out how to work with fondant, how to work with sculpting a cake, and 
that means to reflect in your pricing, I believe. Absolutely. And do you, in your pricing, you just mentioned that you work with Fondant. What, what mediums do you work in? Absolutely. So my slogan is, if you can dream it, I will bake it. And so really, I am willing to take on the challenge of everything. But right now, the things mainly I work with are like cakes and cupcakes, but with fondant and buttercream and modeling chocolate and all those amazing confections. All right. Do you have a favorite that you like to work with? Cupcakes have a special part in my heart because that's where I started but being able to present a massive cake that is like 50 pounds is one of my favorite things especially at weddings so what would you say is your main um product right now would it be birthday cakes wedding cakes cupcakes what's the main thing you're doing these days right now it's a tie between custom cakes so anything from Lego to Unicorn Mermaid, all those fun things, but also wedding cakes, especially here in Utah. We're coming up on wedding season, which is super exciting. And to be able to be a part of those couple's memories is an incredible opportunity, I think. Definitely. It's so exciting. You have a cottage kitchen, right? Yes, I do. Perfect. And so do your brides and grooms come to that kitchen and try flavors or how do consultations work with you? Absolutely. So I actually started in my parents' kitchen at 14. They were incredible to let me just take over. But recently, this past September, I found my own kitchen and I've been working out of that kitchen, but it's quite small. And so it doesn't have a place for brides to come and sit down. And I really love to get to know them. And so I invite them into my parents' home currently that we can actually sit down and get to know what their dream cake is. Awesome. Nice. Your business has evolved. You said your first order was an order for cupcakes when you were 14, right? Yes. Okay. So um, describe, describe this last six years for you. Um, have you had any disasters? Have you had any times when you felt burnt out or overwhelmed or kind of wanted to throw in the towel? Or has it been a, a nice, steady uphill climb? How much time do we have to list all the fails? <laughs> I have had a lot of fails, but I look back now, and even though they were some of the hardest things I had to go through, I'm so grateful for them because I've learned something, or at least they're a funny story now. <laughs> like, for example, I still, it's still so sad, but I, when my sister got married, I was, this was about three years into my baking career. I was still going through high school, was baking after dance class as much as I could. I signed up to do her wedding cake. And I thought, oh, well, I got, I've seen it done a million times on Cake Boss. I totally got this. I did all this research. And when it came to the time of stacking the cake, the top tier split in half and just crumbled all oh. down the other two tiers. Oh, sad. It was the most heartbreaking thing. Fortunately, I was able to salvage the bottom two tiers and present that. 
I'm so grateful that happened on something like my sister's wedding thing <laughs> I was being paid for. But that has really helped me to go back, be humbled, and figure out, really know what I'm doing rather than just be like, oh, I can fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> yeah, I saw a quote in a restaurant or something the other day. I can't remember exactly where, but it said, and I don't remember who said it, but it said something about you've only failed if you don't learn something from it. And so um, that's probably a good example of that because you learned lessons that once you had paying customers have probably helped you be sure not to have that kind of a catastrophe for them. So that's 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 good. And hopefully your sister is a forgiving and loving sister. <laughs> Yeah, she's been compensated with many, many cakes. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that quote. It's really so true. Yeah, I loved it too, because this life is all about learning things, and we're going to have a lot of successes. But if we quit every time something doesn't go right, then we will be we'll be stuck really early on, and none of us will reach our potential. So I thought it was a good quote too. Definitely. And it can be a major failure like that um, wedding cake, or it can be something simple. Like just a couple weeks ago, I was measuring oil and I did it on the edge of the counter and it (laughs) totally fell. And there was just gallons of oil all over the floor and I'm slipping and sliding and falling. (laughs) It was a crazy mess to clean up, but lesson learned. We should not measure oil on the edge. So whether it's a big catastrophe or something little, there's something to be gained from it. And it's good to learn from other people's mistakes, too. So everyone out there, pour your oil or whatever (laughs) you have to do a little deeper onto the counter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's so obvious and clear to us and to your followers that you do have such a positive energy and you love what you do and... I think that's why you have seen so much success, especially on your Instagram. You have how many followers do you have right now? I looked at it earlier, but <laughs> um, I think it's somewhere around forty-eight thousand, which wow. is and that is awesome and crazy to me. Thank you so much. I yes. really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, and everything you do is is beautiful, but also just your energy and your happiness and your smile. Like, I know that that attracts so many people. And so what do you do to maintain that positive attitude when the oil spills or when you have a mishap or when you're having a bad day in the kitchen or in life? What do you do to maintain just your positive outlook? First of all, thank you so much. (laughs) But to me, it comes down to three simple things. And I define those things by set it, consume it, and choose it. So set it to me means setting an attitude of gratitude rather than thinking, oh, goodness, I need to be more positive. I really need to be more positive. I really just focus on, I'm so grateful that I didn't break my arm when I slipped and fell in that oil. Or (laughs) I'm so grateful that I have extra oil in the back so I can continue to make this cake and it's not a lost cause. Or I'm so grateful that I have shoes that make it a little easier for my feet to stand on this really cold stone floor. Just simple things like that can really propel your momentum. And I say it so often to my followers, but I am 
so grateful that they choose to be there for me and inspire me just as much as they may get inspiration for me. And now, the that sec- really comes through. Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, and then the second thing is consume it. I really am cautious of what media I consume and like the music and TV and it can be there's a lot of amazing and uplifting things out there but there's also things that really affect my mood and how I see other people in my life and so I try to surround myself with uplifting music and TV shows so that I can radiate that to others. And I think so much of that point, consuming it, includes social media. And as business owners where social media is such a vital part of what we do, it's hard to look around and see, oh, well, they're doing better than us. Oh, well, well, they can do that better. And, all, you know, we just come up with all types of excuses. The comparisons are killers. Absolutely. But, yeah. So it's so important to consume social media in a positive way and so I think that is so important and such a good such a good point definitely and it's okay to set boundaries with yourself with social media for me I have to have a timer of when I certain points I can go on social media so I don't obsess over numbers or comments I remember when I first got my first hate comment I or I shouldn't say a hate comment, a hate comment that wasn't so positive. I <laughs> I obsessed over the comment section because I didn't want p- other people to see that. But with setting boundaries of knowing who I am and my personal worth, I can better react to other people's feelings in that moment. I like that. That's that's good advice. And then just the last thing I say is to choose it. Choose to be positive. It is not always easy, especially when your wedding cake just crumbled before your eyes. But it puts the power back into your court, knowing that you can make a choice to do it. And when anxieties or whatever may be going on knowing that you have that control over your choice is really a just a powerful thing to think about in my personal opinion absolutely I love that and so talking back on your comments and receiving negative comments how how has social media impacted your business and how have you been able to grow through social media, meaning grow through your personal Instagram account regarding your cake? Definitely. So at the start of 2019, I had just over 2000 people following my cake account. This just was... a minute. Did you say the beginning of 2019? Yes. Wow. So this last year, 14 months has been huge, hasn't it? huge definitely and that was after five years of work and posting but what really changed for me was no observing what people wanted and what they were consuming and to me that was videos 
of the whole process of making the cake. And I remember doing my very first video. I watched the footage back and I was like, why aren't I smiling? This is such a fun thing to do. Why am I such a, have such a serious face? And from then on, I really wanted to express outwardly the joy I was feeling inwardly. And so if you watch my videos now, they're filled with lots of dance breaks, lots of silly faces, because that's genuinely how I'm feeling when I'm making these cakes. Love that. And I think it, it gave uh, uniqueness to these cake videos that people were scrolling through. And I'm so grateful that people have been attracted to it. That's awesome. So that's that's you. <laughs> for <laughs> others who maybe that kind of thing doesn't come as naturally for them, do you have any tips or tricks that have helped you in your social media that you think can translate to other people who might not be quite as comfortable sharing like videos and you know themselves as much absolutely whether you want to be on camera or not you have so much talent and things people need and you just got to figure out what that is for you and focus on who you are putting this content out to I think it's really easy to get focused on the numbers and comparison game, as you said, of, oh, well, why aren't I getting this attention? But focus on the quality of your audience. You might have 300 people, but you have 300 people that love you and will support you. And that is so much more valuable than 300,000 that don't care. I love that. And it is so important that we do form relationships with our followers. I think that that is just a key part of the social media game. And like you said, if you, whether you have 10 followers who are completely supportive and who love what you do, while others have maybe 5 million followers that maybe leave one or two comments and who aren't truly invested in what they're doing. So I think that it is so important to build those relationships and make sure that your followers know how grateful you are to have them be a part of your journey. And I think you do that so well. So everyone follow Caitlin's example and <laughs> make sure to let your followers know that you are so thankful. <laughs> And if you don't already follow Caitlin, you should go follow her because her work is beautiful and she's she's entertaining and you'll learn some things too from the videos. And I, she's a breath of fresh air, yes. just joyful and <laughs> and so fun to watch. Oh my goodness, can I come on here every day just to get this hype? Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> I'm so excited for all your episodes. You two are such powerful women, especially in the cake community. So I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're pretty excited about this. It's been it's been an interesting experience. Just, um, you know, I, we know that there are a lot of people out there who are cake artists and who do beautiful things with cake. But until you actually start like looking beyond what just pops up naturally on your search or whatever, you don't realize how many there are. There are so many people who are doing this and who are so talented, like amazingly talented people out there. And this has been this has been pretty eye opening for us too to see how many how many really 
awesome cakers there are out there. So this is going to be this is going to be a fun thing, I think. Yes. And I think it's so smart because as a one woman show baker, there's so many alone nights in the kitchen to have a podcast that I could listen to for to connect with other bakers in my situation is such a wonderful idea. And now it's becoming a reality. Yes, I agree. And I think that's one of the things that kind of prompted us this way, because we're lucky we have each other that we we rarely have to work alone because we're both here working. But but I did wedding cakes years ago, and it, it, it was a very lonely thing a lot of the time when you're working late, you're tired, you feel you feel kind of alone in it. And I'm just excited for all of us, us especially as as the hosts of this, to be able to meet so many people who are living their dream and doing these amazing things in this business that that we love and that we are a part of. And so hopefully all of us can start to sort of feel like friends in this. Definitely. And if you don't mind, can I add one more social media tip? Yes, Yes, definitely. So something that was really eye opening to me was the relationship, as you guys said, that it's so important, just like any relationship, to be consistent. And that's what you want to be on social media. You want to be a consistent person that people can go to, whatever your message is, to rely on so they can feel that relationship. It's not just a one-way track. Absolutely. Good advice. Definitely. Okay, and Caitlin, I have to ask, what tools or products can't you live without in your kitchen? (gasps) Yes, this is one of my favorite questions. So I love my Wilton 1M tip. I feel like I could do anything with that piping tip. (laughs) But also spatulas. The rubber spatulas, it's so satisfying to me to get every single bit of that delicious batter or frosting. And of course, my mixer. I know these are very basic tools, but they are the ones that to me are doing the most heavy lifting. And they're basic, but you can do and accomplish so much with some really good, simple tools. It's true. So what kind of mixer do you use? I use a KitchenAid, and I just retired my red one, which is so sad after six years. But I have a gorgeous new black one that I'm so excited. Awesome. Kitchen aids are can't live without them. <laughs> <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, what size of kitchen aid is it? Absolutely, um, I think it's a six quart. If I'm remembering correctly, it's not oh, okay, cute, but it does amazing with how big it is. Awesome, yes. yeah. All right, and that one M tip, I'm with you. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that's like probably the most used tip in the kitchen. <laughs> 1M fans, unite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about your business? Like where, where you see yourself in the future? Absolutely. So I've had this progression of cupcakes and cakes and now content creation, which has been so much fun that that is a avenue of revenue right now. And I would love to continue on that scale to be able to bring more joy of baking to others. To I just launched a YouTube channel, which is so exciting to cool. share more long form cake content and highly recommend subscribing selfless plug 
<laughs> oh yeah everyone go watch her youtube channel we'll plug it for you too so you don't have to do it yourself uh, you guys are the best another reason i love coming on here <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for sharing your story with us and i think that you're such an inspiration as i'm for really all cake bakers but really um there's a whole generation of cake makers coming up that I mean, we see some that are very young and seeing you, I mean, you've got six years under your belt, but you really are, you're just a baby. (laughs) So there's just, I'm sure there's just so much in your future and you're just working hard and we're excited to see where Sweet Kate Bakery goes. So thank you for being on our show and um, yeah, go give her a follow. And now we know subscribe to her YouTube channel also. Thank you so much. It was an honor to talk with such incredible women in the baking industry. Excuse me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Thank you, you. Caitlin. Isn't she such a joy? Seriously, you can just hear the energy and passion in her voice. And seriously, if you don't follow her, go do it because her, her passion just shines through and she is such a positive light amongst the Instagram community and the cake world. If you need a little pick-me-up, if you're feeling a little down in the bakery, just watch a few of her little videos and they'll put a smile on your face. (laughs) And also, go to her YouTube channel. She mentioned it towards the end, but um, I've looked, I've watched a few of her videos and they're so much fun and so many good tips. And so, yeah, go subscribe to her YouTube channel and follow her and, and you'll be inspired. And so for this week's challenge... Um, could we do anything else after talking to Caitlin, but say, let's have this week's challenge be about our attitude and especially being grateful. I love how she talked about being grateful for not falling or for not breaking her leg when she did fall or whatever. (laughs) Just the smallest things that we probably take for granted and we shouldn't. I mean, we're so lucky to have what we do. We do. We are. And there's so many things right now that could be bringing us down. I mean, when we're cooped up like we have been with the quarantines and everything, there's just so many things that could be dragging us down. And so our challenge this week is to be grateful, find things to be grateful for. And whether it's through prayer or a gratitude journal or just taking a few minutes at the end of your day or throughout your day to think of things you're grateful for. Let's all do that. Let's try to be a very grateful and thankful cake community this week. Yeah, for sure. But as far as next week, stay tuned because we are talking to Jamie from Jamie Cakes SF. Yes. And she is, wow. She hasn't been on the scene for that long, but her stuff is gorgeous. When we first came across her stuff, it is so bright and colorful and exciting she's she's definitely one to watch and we are so excited to talk to her yeah for sure but thank you so much to all of you for tuning in every week and just showing your support we're so thankful and we'll we'll be the first to take on this challenge of gratitude because seriously we couldn't do this without you and so thank you to each and every one of you yes and also we're thankful for Corey, our producer who it works so hard behind the scenes and we're just so grateful for all of his hard effort and we're we just have so much to be thankful for this week so join us next week and we'll continue to talk cake hey everyone this is producer Corey. i just wanted to say thanks for listening also subscribe to the podcast and follow the let's talk cake podcast on instagram so you don't miss out on any content 
If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next Tuesday.